everyone. Welcome back to another week of the Max Potential Habits podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Amanda Barrientes, the founder of NFA Coaching and the person who brings you tips, tools, and inspirational in- interviews each and every week to help you optimize your habits so you can thrive in life and business. And this week, I'm super, super, super psyched to have Elizabeth Payne on. She is an empowerment coach. And the part of her bio that I think I love the most is how uniquely spunky and awesome it is. (laughs) She talks about transformation, reminding you about who you are, and helps people with alignment, the art and science of alignment, so they can live a free life, reconnect with who they are, and live a life that lights them up. I mean, hearing that, I just feel like, okay, doesn't everybody want this? So we are going to have a really cool conversation because you, those of you who've been listening to me for a while know that that's my jam. I love talking about manifestation and and alignment and, you know, she's going to bring in a powerful conversation about what keep, what's knocking you out of alignment, what helps you stay high vibe. So get ready, get out your pen and paper. If you think you might want to take notes, if you're in a place that you can do that and let's get started. Thanks so much. Welcome to the show today. I'm so excited to chat with you today. Thank you for having me, Amanda. Absolutely. Okay. So I always like to start with background. Um, share with us how you got into coaching. Sure. I love that question. I started my career as an engineer. Growing up, I was really into science and math, and that was my passion. I went through school, started my corporate career, pretty predictable, got married, bought a house, had some dogs. At 30, I found myself in a really bad place. Stress had piled up and caught up with me. Emotions were really suffocating me. Obligations, I was triggered all the time. It really looked great from the outside. Like if people saw me, I was a very optimistic person. And I like to say I was the unhappiest happy person. Like people would have thought I was very happy. I had a lot of success. I was the first girl to be in leadership at the corporate office in engineering. As many people probably know, there's not a lot of women, you know, in engineering. So I had a lot of success. I should have had a lot of money. I didn't because I was stuck in lack, but the stress piled and my health was failing. My relationships were really bad. It was a, it was a classic rock bottom moment in the worst way. At that point, I started to really tune in deeply to what story was I telling and how the hell did I get myself to that spot? Being such a driven person and so focused, how did I get to that epic point? And through a series of really crazy cool, not coincidences, but you know, cool events and people that came into my life and just learning about brain science and manifestation and how all these pieces fit together, I started to dig out. It took some time, but I started to write a new story and I really connected through those years with who I was. I found once I got to that rock bottom point, I didn't know who I was. I had all of this to show, but it was like, what do I really want and who am I? And through that, I uncovered and remembered all those dreams and desires that I had that were uniquely mine. And it really felt good. I like to say I awakened my freedom. It was like I was so suffocated and unfulfilled. 
and didn't have anything really to show for all that success. And then I unlocked this life full of freedom and it felt good to wake up in the morning, right? So after I went through that, I like to say there was like this little flame that burned inside of me, but over time it grew and it grew and it grew until it was just ready to burst out of me. And I knew that I had to share with people. And then pretty soon it became my mission, my mission to invite others to come along with me to really unlock their freedom and to move out of the struggle and the stress and the obligation and live a life that just absolutely lights them up. And I say empowerment coach, because the cool thing is that when I hit rock bottom, I felt powerless, but I found that I had just disconnected from my power. So every single human on the planet, they've got that power inside of them and we just disconnect. We don't even know we're disconnected. Mm. Okay. I, I have about a thousand questions. For you <laughs> I mean, so great. And okay. First, I want to know what led you to engineering because you know, it's when we talk about like you woke up and you felt like I don't even know who I am. And there was this path that led you into engineering. And then you get on the treadmill and you start going and going and going. And then you hit that rock bottom place where you're like, wait, I totally lost myself. Like this isn't what I'm meant to be doing. Say more about that because I know that people listening have experienced that before. And I yeah. feel it's a pretty common human experience. Yeah, for sure. And for me, so growing up, I was really into cars and that kind of, that's not super common probably for somebody that was like a, a teenage gal, right? Like I was super into cars. So that led me initially to engineering and I loved math in science and I loved puzzles, like solving puzzles. So that kind of pushed me in that direction as a good fit for the skill set that I had. Now I found over time that what I really loved about it was the puzzle part mm -hmm. and connecting with people, building relationships. So the coaching piece all came together because with coaching, I'm connecting and building relationships. And in a way it's solving puzzles. Like when it comes to brain science, it's what's that puzzle piece that's gonna click into place, that's gonna unlock what you're wanting or how you're wanting to feel, right? It's like, what, what is that puzzle in your brain and how do those pieces go together? Yeah. I love smiling so big. You know, people, for the people who are listening on the podcast, they're not going to see this video part of it, but it's like that smile. I always tell people one of my favorite things to do is solve the human puzzle. And that's why I'm a coach. <laughs> it's like so cool. It is. It's um, juicy. What? Okay. So you said something else that I wanted to highlight. You said you started to question the story that you were telling yourself mm. first. What made you do that? Because it's not something that everybody, when they're at that rock bottom place, says to themselves. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, what was it that inspired that thought and how'd you move in that direction? Yeah. And that's one reason that I'm so passionate about coaching. At that point in my life, there was this series of events where I met people that were completely outside of my normal circle. I met them via Skype because Zoom wasn't around at the time. And it was initially not a coach that I worked with, but she suggested one to me over Skype one-on-one. -on -one. No one I knew in my life had ever hired a coach. I was like, a coach, what is that? It was totally foreign, but it just felt like the thing to do. It was just so obvious. So I jumped in and the key 
thing with her is that she was outside of my normal influence and my normal circle. Uh So she brought different perspectives. I'd heard the same shit for 30 years and it was just keeping me rolling around in it. She brought something new. She challenged my beliefs. She challenged me and being an engineer, being driven, having that drive, you challenge me, I'm going to step up to it. So she challenged me, Hey, why don't you try a different story? Why don't you step into your power as a storyteller and see about telling a different one? So I would say that that was the game changer. And that's why I love coaching because I tell people, if you keep asking the same people for advice, you're going to keep getting the same shit. But when you get a coach in there, she was from the Northeast. I was from the Bible Belt. You know, a completely different perspective. That was the game changer. Yeah. Uh, it's funny because I've had people ask me before, like, well, you don't have like a, you, you weren't in business for a long time. How are you a business coach? I'm like, that's not what it's about. Yeah. You know, it's helping you expand your perspective. I don't need to. And, and in some ways it's really helpful when I don't know the ins and outs of your business because I bring a different perspective to the table. I want to know what do you have clarity on the story you were telling yourself and what you shifted it to? I mean, I know there was probably a lot of them, but did you have kind of an overriding story about life that was keeping you yeah. stuck and feeling that that stress and struggle and burnout. Yeah. And it's a common one that I encounter a lot with clients. And there's really probably two parts of it. One, life is just going to be hard and you're here to just struggle and trudge through it. And it's going to be shitty. You might have some updates, but it's mostly going to be down. So that was one of them. And the other one is life as a tease. So I had these big dreams. I had these crazy desires right? I wanted to have a huge impact, but I had all these really juicy things that I wanted, some material and some not, right? And I had told myself the story for probably a couple decades that life's a tease. I have these things, but they're just like a carrot dangling in front of my face. And the biggest thing people can hear right now from this podcast is life is not a tease. You're not given desires. You're not given dreams unless they're meant for you for a reason. It's not going to just download into your brain for no reason. And that was a game changer for me because I was finally able to own, hey, those things are for me. Oh, that's so powerful. I mean, uh, what comes up for me when you say that, this idea of like, okay, life is going to be hard and life is a tease. It's kind of like this idea of like, I'm going to settle for the best that I can get because all of that out there isn't really for me. Like it's just kind of like life just is kind of hard. Yeah. Like let's just accept that life is life is hard. Yeah. Yeah. Which is that, which is a huge story. Right. Mm -hmm. I want to know the shift for you. Like when you started to recreate your story, did, did she give you an actual process or did, what did that look like for you? So with her, it was a lot of subconscious reprogramming. Mm -hmm which is Mm -hmm. what I do with clients as well. And I was totally new to that game. Even though I was so deeply embedded into engineering and science and I'd had all this education, I didn't know really what was going on underneath, right? In my subconscious. And with her, it was finding those root experiences and emotions and beliefs that were creating that story that wouldn't stop repeating. Mm -hmm. So it was a process to just almost unravel and then create something new. I was like, okay, now that we've taken apart all of that, let's put something new in there that we want. Okay. (laughs) 
Okay. Awesome. So working with some conscious drivers, going yeah. back and understanding what installed the belief in the first place and then rewriting the story. And, and that's what you do with people. Uh, yeah, exactly. Okay. So let's, let's dig into alignment and freedom and what lights people up. So first let's clarify from your perspective, what does alignment mean? What does that mean to you? Alignment really is feeling good. You know, you're aligned if you're feeling good. A lot of people feel like I will feel good once I get to a certain point yes. and they don't realize that if they're feeling good right now, that means they're in alignment and that means everything is just going to flow together in their life. So in the simplest form of the definition, it's feeling good. Another part of the definition I would say is that you're connected with who you are. Yeah. So it's not, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. like you feel this connection to the things that you desire and your unique dreams. You feel connected to your emotions too when you're, when you're in alignment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, would you say, cause I know a lot of people talk about flow states and things like that. I often mm -hmm. think of alignment like that. It's like everything flows, you manifest yeah. with ease, you wake up in the morning at peace, you feel inspired and alive. You know, it's that sense of just like, Oh, I'm on purpose and my life has meaning and I get to create what I want to create. And it's, it's just so much easier. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And you can tune in when you're in alignment, you can tune into those next steps, right? You mm -hmm. can tune into those. You can hear. You're not just in this reactionary state. You're mm -hmm. actually, like you said, in the flow. Yeah, you're flowing. It's a beautiful flow through your life. Yeah, yeah. Would you share with listeners what you think keeps people stuck from being aligned? Like what, what prevents people from alignment? Yeah, a lot of times when I work with people, they have a belief or their experience has been that alignment is very difficult, that it's, it's effort, it's a lot of work. It's like when I was that unhappy, happy person, I was putting in a lot of work to, to be happy, right? And your natural state is feeling good. Your natural state is happy. So your natural state is aligned. What knocks people out is the old emotions and experiences and those triggers that they carry with them. I like to call it a backpack. Like imagine when you're born, you have a little tiny backpack and you start throwing shit in the backpack from the time you're born until let's say you're 35 and you get to 35 and you're carrying this backpack full of shit and it's got triggers, it's got emotions, it's got uncleared experiences. Nobody taught you throughout your life, hey, you can look at that and you can get rid of it. Like you can take it out of the backpack. So you just keep carrying around, you don't know any better. And that backpack has all of those things that keep you from staying in alignment. It's like you wake up and something immediately triggers you from the backpack. You go throughout your day and you're just, flooded with shit from the backpack. So it's clearing those things out that starts to take that pressure off and it becomes easier and easier and easier. I love that analogy. It's so true. It's, 
it's this in, the invisible forces that keep you held back, but you can't seem to let go of them because they're always there yeah. pulling you down, holding you back. What Give us some clear tips some practical strategies for people. Let's say first, how do they even, I mean, we're saying we know we're out of alignment when we don't feel good. So we feel mm-hmm. off somehow, uh, you know, so your yeah. feedback system is your emotional state, whether you're in a state of joy or flow, or if you're feeling fearful or doubting, you're out of alignment. So what's some, what are some practical strategies that people can do to start to step into alignment? Yeah, yeah. There's a couple. And I would say for most people, they have a dominant negative emotion. So they have one that's filling more of the backpack than the others. So if you can start to tune into how do I feel when I wake up? Like that's a good first step, right? Do you feel peaceful and good when you wake up? If you do great, then you know, okay, that's how I want to feel. And then as you go throughout your day, maybe it's five minutes, maybe it's five hours. Where's that first spot where you get knocked down to, to where you're not feeling good? And what is the emotion? And if you find, you know what, I get to the end of the day and most of mine was frustration. That's a common one. You can look at where did that start? Like where did that pattern start? And oftentimes it goes back to middle school or it goes back to maybe an event in high school, that type of thing. And then if we're able to look at that old event, forgive, heal, process that, that will actually start to cascade throughout your life where those moments of frustration won't hold so much charge. So it's looking for patterns of emotion. The second one is related to beliefs. So in your backpack, you hold all of the beliefs that you have that you've piled up over for for decades, right? And if you start to tune into what belief is driving my action, like sometimes you'll actually hear the belief in your head or you'll say it, right? Like oftentimes we say our beliefs and we don't even realize it. Sometimes it's more the beliefs underneath there and it's driving an action. Like let's say, for example, you're always in a rush. So you have a belief that there's never enough time. You can never get everything done. You've always got to hurry. For something like that, Mm -hmm. it's important to look at when did I first absorb that belief? Like when did I, have I always been in a hurry since I was little? You know, you'd be surprised if you're out and about and you see parents with their kids, you'll hear some of them say, man, to the little child, you're always in a hurry. You're always in a hurry. You're always rushing. It's like, oh, okay. So sometimes it goes back to, oh, I've always been in a hurry. Now's a great time for me to shift that story. So it's looking at where did the beliefs originate? So good. It's, it's interesting while you're talking, I'm scanning my history. You know, I'm thinking like, oh, it's because time is such a big one. You know, when we think about the way that we use time and how we all have the same amount of time in the day. And some people use it very, very powerfully and productively and in this very strategic way. And other people feel always rushed and always overwhelmed. And, you know, you started that with frustrated and there's a lot of frustration that arises when you feel like you can't get all the things done that you want to get done. You know? Mm -hmm. So it's like this, for me, it was, uh, I was, I was reading some book and it was talking about, it was the big leap and it was, ta- it talks about the, how we manufacture time and it's just a made up construct and, and how to, to get out of the habit of saying there's never enough time or, yeah. you know, and, and being yeah. realistic with yourself and saying, I'm not willing to make the time for this. Yeah. And if you say there's never enough time, we know you and I know 
that your reality will reflect that back to you yes. over and over and over. Yeah. So getting conscious of, I've always said that to myself, it keeps repeating to me in my reality. So it's just confirming itself. Okay, yeah. I'm going to try a different story. And then you'll see that new story reflected back to you. Yeah. 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 So if you, okay. So for someone who's, so, so what I'm hearing you say for your recommendation and for someone who's stuck in this story or belief pattern where they're feeling frustrated and they're going like, Oh, I'm always in a rush. I feel so stressed out. Go back and look and kind of scan your childhood. Look for the origin point of the belief and where you started to download that story. And then I'm sure you'll notice that it cascades through your life mm-hmm. until this moment where you keep carrying that pattern story. And when you become conscious of it, then you have the power to shift it. Exactly. Yeah. And there's some questions you can ask too. Like if it's an emotion, like the frustration one, or if it's a specific thing that you're doing that's not serving you, it's what must I believe to be true? to be doing this right now. That mm-hmm. helps you find that root. It's like, mm-hmm. what must I believe to be true? And oftentimes when you ask that question and you find the root, you'll realize, oh, that's not serving me. That actually isn't something I want to carry forward into the future. So you're able to look at it and say, okay, that's not actually a belief that I want anymore. And you take it out of the backpack. Yeah. I love that. Okay. Everyone listening, write that question down. <laughs> Super powerful. What must I believe to be true for this to be happening? Yep. Like such a simple question and so powerfully mindful and awakening your consciousness so that you can get clear and then decide to take it out of the backpack and put a new, I mean, it's funny cause I'm visualizing like, do you take it out of the backpack and then just drop the backpack or do you fill the backpack with like golden gems of wisdom <laughs> that you want to carry around? Yeah. <laughs> say, I say bread to the wings. <laughs> yeah. Fill the backpack with those empowering things and all those. Yeah. 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 It's amazing. I, it's such a great visualization. Um, I want to talk about mission and freedom a little bit because I know that's in your wheelhouse and what you love to do with people. So how do you, how do you help people step into that space of knowing who they are and doing what lights them up? Yes. A lot of that work is clearing out those things that a lot of people, they feel suffocated. You said the word stuck earlier. So they come to me and it's like, I've built I put all my eggs in one basket, right? I've built this life and I feel like it's so heavy because it's all here. I thought I wanted it and I don't know who I am, but I have all this stuff that seems like oh, like day-to-day obligations, right? Maybe it's a job. It could be really anything. And I don't know who I am and I don't know what to do because I feel stuck. Mm-hmm. And normally the first step is to clear emotion. Normally they've got fear, Like, what will people think of them? Like, what are people going to think of you if you built up this whole thing and then you decide you don't want it, right? What are people going to think? Are they going to judge? The unknown, pretty much for most people, Amanda, is going to have some fear, not a lot of fear. Because at that point when they're feeling stuck, even though they're stuck, they're, they're comfortable. So it feels good in that sense right? Like most people, they get to this point where the comfort doesn't outweigh the fact that they don't feel like it's right for them. They get to this point where it's like, it's, I I like to call it like this tension point, right? Where it's like, I want to be comfortable and in the known, but I know it's not for me. And I know there's more. And that more 
gets bigger and it trumps. But the key yeah. with the brain is the brain's going to say, no, we're comfortable here. This is known. I don't want to go to the other side. I don't want to go with the freedom that I don't want to go to the unknown. So it's working through what are the fears? And a lot of times the fears they're, they're perceived or they're other people's fears, right? Like a lot of times if somebody, let's say someone wants to start their own business, oftentimes they'll have fears from other people around mm -hmm. starting their own business. I had a client once and the only entrepreneur he knew was his uncle and had a terrible experience, right? The uncle had all of these horrible things to tell him and that's all he knew about entrepreneur life. He couldn't see a million other entrepreneurs that were successful and having a huge impact and you know having the time of their life it was just this one story that was causing him to be stuck he was just mm -hmm. so afraid so it's really starting with that whole piece of feeling good when whenever people connect into feeling good when you feel good you're automatically gonna know what to do next because you have access to those things that excite you so that first step is why do you not feel good what's preventing you from feeling good mm -hmm. yeah you know, I want to add something I think I had a conversation with someone once about the unknown and the fear of the unknown so it's like you know stepping out of our comfort zone triggers that fear of like yeah I, I don't know what's gonna happen and all these things and it was funny because it was a cool conversation about when you, it's not, it's not even that you're, it's not the fear of the stepping into the unknown because it's all the stories you're making up about the next yes. step. Mm -hmm. It's not even unknown, right? It's just this, like we go, Oh, he had a bad experience in entrepreneurship. So now I'm going to have a bad experience yep. about it. And then you start to project a whole bunch of future-based worries and fears and doubts <laughs> that is totally just in your imagination. Like you're just yep. making up a story about something that hasn't happened yet. And then, and it, keeps you, it, I would say in a sabotage state, right? Yeah. It's like, okay, I want freedom. I can see it's on the other side of this thing that I really want to do, but then I'm not going to take the leap because I'm going to pretend that I am afraid of what's going to happen because I'm making up the stories about what's yeah. going to happen. It's yeah. wild. So a lot of people get stuck in a worst case scenario reality. Yes. What I challenge clients to do, we can deal with worst case because you don't want to shove the fear under the rug or hide the elephant in the closet, right? So if you have a worst case, fine, we're going to get it out and we're going to deal with it, but we're going to focus on a best case scenario reality. Nice. Yes. <laughs> it's true. It's like in the backpack is all the worst case events, yeah. you know, all the worst case. <laughs> Everyone's fears. horror story. <laughs> totally. And, and, and it's, our brains are so powerful. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like our brain does an incredible job of keeping us safe. It, yeah. to the point of holding us back from taking risks unless yeah. we train it to do so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So if it hears a horror story, it's going to say, Oh, I'm going to protect her from that. Totally. Which yeah. you're like, thank you, brain. Awesome. You're, you're keeping me safe and I'm going to, I need to learn to stretch it. Yeah. So for you. Okay. So then when we're talking about you, you help people discover, okay, what's the actual fear behind it? And mm -hmm. you go to worst case scenario because you know, that's what their brain's already doing. And then you rewrite a story in terms of the best case scenario and have, what do you, do you have them do some sort of practical habit with that, with their best case scenario? So finding those root beliefs typically can get those out of the backpack and then put more empowering things in, then once they're feeling really good and they're, they're connected to the future that they desire, that's when we jump into vision work. Mm -hmm. And 
Visions are very popular. I do it a little bit differently. It's focusing not so much on the how, let's say, or, or the what, like what you actually be doing. Emotions are the language of the soul. So we focus on emotions. How does the person want to be feeling in the future? Like whatever their current situation is, how do they want to feel that's different when they're, than, from where they're at right now? And we create a vision that encompasses all of those things. Like I have freedom to do this. I feel this way. I'm you know, making this impact, whatever it might be. And once we have the vision, if it feels really good, great. Then they do some visualization exercises. But oftentimes the power in creating the vision is there's more stuff in the backpack that is not going to feel good when they read the vision. It's like, do you have 100% certainty that that's going to happen? And normally some things will come up that show up as resistance that show, okay, I'm, I'm feeling aligned and I like this, but my brain's not completely on board. And that's where the power is. Most people make visions, but they never get fully aligned with the vision. Mm-hmm. So they wonder why it doesn't happen. You got to get fully aligned and yeah. be honest with yourself to allow it to come into your life. Yeah. So when you're, when I, I love this and it, it was interesting, I had like a visceral response. I was like, Oh yeah, that's good. This, this part about feeling into your vision, right? Cause we can write out a whole bunch of words that if yeah. we don't connect to it emotionally, it's not going to change. And you said, oh, I love that. You said emotions are the language of the soul. Beautiful yes. statement. I mean, okay. Emotions are the language of the soul. So when you're writing your vision, if you want to tap into the language of the soul, you got to connect to it on that emotional level. Mm-hmm. How do you help people when let's say they have a vision and they want to step into the feeling of it, but they're blocked because they have those unconscious drivers that are telling them they don't deserve it. They can't have it. It shouldn't be that big. You know, these are things I run into all the time too. It's like people are scared to write a vision that's expansive because they're writing the vision based on what they know they've already been able to have or create. And then all of those judgments of other people that they think I shouldn't, you know, I shouldn't step into this next layer of myself because what if I outshine or what if I'm not good enough? What if I'm fundamentally flawed? Those kind of things. Mm -hmm. So how do you help people align the vision with the emotion? And really the magic is leaning into that. Like a lot of times people are afraid, like you said, to go big because they don't want to create like wobble for themselves or they don't want to be triggered or create Mm -hmm. that intention. But that's where the magic's at. Because once you know what you're actually working with, then you can unravel it and get into that alignment. If you kind of stick your head in the sand and say, I've got this great vision and I'm going to put it on my wall. Then six months later, you're like, well, shit, I'm still on the same spot. So once you know, okay, let's say you have a vision for a beautiful condo that you're, you're wanting to move into. It's been your dream for a decade and you put all of the different pieces of how it would feel, the natural light, the things you would be doing, whatever it might be. And then you have about five things that come up like, oh, you'll never get the money for that. People will judge you. Do you really need that condo? Like, oh, is that really necessary? You're going to look greedy, right? Those things that come up for people. It's again, that same process of what's in the backpack that's causing those thoughts and those beliefs. And the, the brain, the key, Amanda, is the brain only holds on to things that make sense. A lot of people don't realize that. Your brain is there to protect you, but if you make something not make sense, it will let it go. If you let the brain know, I am safe, 
and that doesn't make sense, it lets it go. And sometimes whenever you let it know it doesn't make sense, it could be just pointing out, look, that was Grandpa Bill's belief, and that belief's from 1950, it doesn't make sense, right? And the brain says, okay, good point. Or it could be, look at Amanda. She's successful, and she's doing great, and she's happy. It's like giving it either examples or contacts or actually going back I have a practice that I use, it's called the writing on the wall. And I think you'll love this. So whenever we're kids, you know, zero to seven, we get all these, this input, right? And we have no idea what's coming in. And you can imagine you've got all this writing, it's like graffiti on the walls of your brain. So we go through this meditation, I do it with clients, where you imagine somebody wrote that with graffiti on the walls of your brain. And you go back to that child and just erase it Mm, and write something new. That's awesome. Write something new. So it's those little things that then get the person in alignment with the vision. And the cool thing about alignment with the vision is not only does it feel really good, like how cool is it to have an epic vision that just gives you goosebumps, right? The cool thing is that once you're in alignment, the steps will come to you. The steps Mm -hmm. will be revealed. The cooperative components will come. The synchronicities will come. That person that you need to meet will come. The money will come. That's the cool thing is once you get there, it all comes together. Mm. So good. (laughs) I'm loving listening. (laughs) This is so good. And I mean, I, I, that visualization practice that you're talking about is awesome because, and and I love how you're saying, you know, the brain is that your brain is an operating system that wants to make sense of the world, right? Mm -hmm. So when it can't make sense of something, it drops it. It's like putting gibberish in it somehow, right? So it's like making sure that you're, what I'm hearing you say is like you're, when you're stepping into that vision, what you want to do is be conscious of the, the beliefs that arise while you're writing out your vision. So say you're writing it out and all of a sudden you're like, oh, but I'm not, I really shouldn't want that. Write that down. Go like, oh, I really shouldn't want it. Well, why? Where did you learn that? When did you start to have that belief so that you can start to unpack these these limited beliefs that are holding you back? Because once you once you tell your brain like, oh, you know, when I was eight years old, my mom, you know, I had a really big fun idea and she said, no, you can't do that. That's really related to that. And it has nothing to do with what's in the current present moment. And so then you can drop it and let it go. And similarly, like write it on the wall of your brain and then erase it and then write the new belief. And I mean, visual to me, visualization, like that type of meditative visualization is so incredibly powerful. It's so powerful. Life altering. Yep. Life changing. Yeah. Yeah. I call it the yeah, buts. So when you're writing the vision, what are the yeah, buts? And it can be big buts or little buts. (laughs) I love it. So good. So many practical strategies. So for people, when they're, when for you, like when you're talking about looking at the life that lights you up for you, it's starting with that vision based work and then picking apart the limiting beliefs that are unconscious drivers, letting them go. And, and, you know, when we say this, it sounds like, Oh, like in an hour session, you can do this. Nope. (laughs) It doesn't usually work that way, but I'm thinking like for you, that's the process of you helping people get aligned and set up their life and business for success. Mm -hmm. Yes. So it's feel good, create the vision, get aligned with the vision. And then that final step is the action step. It's the last step. And the action step is really fun if you're feeling good and if you're aligned because you're not banging your head on the wall. 
You're yeah. not overworking yourself, you know, hustle, you know, there's no need to like overdo it, right? Because you're feeling so good. You have clarity and those pieces come together. Now, sometimes people get to that last step and they start to feel bad again. And that's fine. That's natural. You just go back to, okay, mm. let me realign myself. Yeah. What is kind of going glitchy here? And you go back. So it's staying tuned in because if you do the whole process and then you start taking action and get back into that feeling bad spot, it's not a great thing. You said like, it sounds easy. You know, it is something that someone has to commit to. That's yeah. the cool thing about having a coach. You can collapse time because yeah. if you have someone else that's helping yeah. you to reprogram and give you different perspectives. And the other thing great about a coach is sometimes when you start, like one of the examples I give is when I started with my coach, I feel like without her, I would have jumped into the river of change and I would have jumped right out. Like yeah. I would have been like, oh shit, I'm done. And a coach can say, no, you're good. Like you're in the yeah. river and the coach is on the other side saying, you're coming along. We're doing this yeah. and, and keep you, keep you going. Right. Because sometimes you need that person that's going to just not drag you, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think I wouldn't be where I am without coaching for sure. It's that constant cheerleader who challenges you in the right moments and then supports you and says like, no, no, stay in the cold river. You're good. <laughs> You'll get used to it. BS when you need a good BS call. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. Um, oh, you said so many good things and there was something, I just lost it though. Darn it. Um, is it going to come back? No, it's not coming back yet. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm thinking, oh, that's what it was. I think sometimes when people hear me talking to people I interview, they have, and I've had people ask me, so they're like, what, you struggle? And I'm like, of course I struggle, I'm human. I have to go through this process all the time. It's I constantly am practicing what I teach. And it's not that I have it you know, figured out to the point where these things never come up. It comes up at every new evolution of myself. I hit new belief systems that I'm like, Oh, I didn't know that was there. So I'm curious for you. I think it's really helpful to share with listeners. Like what are some of the struggles for you that you've gone through even in this, in your own work where you hit the wall and then you realize like, Oh, okay, here's the next level of me. Could you share, yeah. you know, just one of them for you? Yeah, and, and I'm totally with you that it's a constant evolution. Yeah. You know, maybe not all people are connected with that, but I know with you and I, for me, it's just, expansion is just part of me, right? So it's just this constant thing. I want to learn more. And it's also evolving because the, the people that you're working with, they're evolving too. So you want to keep evolving yeah. so that they can keep evolving. And really using like the tools that I teach, there's nothing greater than using them for myself and having that experience right so that you can relate to them there's so many times where i work through something and i think yes i know inevitably someone's going to come along soon and i'll be able to relate so let me think of one i've had a few lately and it's always like people come to me for one thing and then they learn the tools and they realize because this happened to me and probably to you too oh this can apply to my whole life so then they start working on everything, right? It's like, I want you to help me with this one thing. And then they're like, actually, I want to do it for everything. Yeah. I had a couple of really good ones recently. And I want to tell you, 
Oh, here's one. I brought up the condo thing recently or a minute ago. And I mean, that was a personal one for me. I had had a dream with my husband of living in a high rise condo. We had this beautiful vision, floor to ceiling windows, an amazing view. We've had it actually. So we met 19 years ago and we actually both had that dream when we met and we've had this vision for, for years. And it's finally coming true, which is really cool and exciting. But when we started actually looking and going through the process, how to use all the tools, because sometimes you don't realize, like this is the funny thing about visions, they can feel really, really good. But when you put yourself in the situation and the rubber's actually meeting the road, that's when shit gets real and you know, am I clear, right? Yeah. Yeah. And as soon as we went and tore, we toured 10 in one day and it was an amazing day, like everything aligned, the perfect condo just aligned, the energy was just right and finished up after all that excitement came down and it was like, wait, do we really want to leave what we know, right? Like what we know is so good. We love our neighborhood. We love our neighbors. We love it. This is our dream, but do we really want to leave? the same thing right it's yeah. like looking at and i tell you the game changer the game changer when and it's so funny because clients get to that point too when the brain does that the brain is thinking that that amazing neighborhood and neighbors and house that you currently have in the known the brain's thinking that it's just gonna leave you and not move with you and it's your energy so I moved to a condo, I'm still gonna have amazing neighbors and have an amazing home and this amazing experience because it's me and my energy, right? But the brand's like, are you sure you wanna do that? And it's like, no, it's coming with me. <laughs> like, yeah. it's not going backwards. The better it gets, the better it gets, the better it gets. So I just had to remind, and sometimes that can go back to, to childhood programming, right? Where there's this fear of things getting worse. There's mm -hmm. this fear of things not continuing to get better. And mm -hmm. one of my favorite mantras is the better it gets, the better it gets, the better it gets. Yeah. Nice. That's a good yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. Thank, thank you for sharing. Cause I think it's, it's like, it's a constant, I mean, this is a habits podcast, right? So it's like, it's a mm -hmm. constant daily habit to be up leveling your mindset, your actions, your vision, your mission, what lights you up, because it's just, it, like you said, it's constantly evolving with you and the people around you yeah. are evolving with you. And then new layers of yourself expose new limitations. And then you break through those and then you, you know, you go to the next. So it's like, I love, I love hearing that. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing. Um, Oh, so many, so many good gems here. Um, will you share, I'm curious for you, what, what are a couple of books, let's say two books that have radically transformed your thinking? I do love books. I, <laughs> I know it's hard to too. say two. I'm like, oh, can I say 10? <laughs> <laughs> you get to, let's say three. What are three books that have radically transformed your life? <laughs> when I met that coach at that rock bottom point, she really loves books too. And she knew I was a reader. And with my engineering and science background, she suggested a book. It was quite out there for me at the moment, but it was Dr. Joe Dispenza, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. Nice. And you and I are so aligned. It's so cool. Like you said so many things. I'm like, yes, yes. me too. <laughs> yeah. So I did love it because from the woo standpoint, it's very science. 
and she knew that would be right up my alley, I just went crazy with the book. Like I just couldn't even read it fast enough. And that book I've read multiple times since then, and I've read all of his books since then. So that was definitely a game changer book. Okay. Let's see. Awesome. The other one I would say, I love reading uh, money mindset books. And I know you love that too. Have you read a happy pocket full of money? No, but you know, what's funny. I think when I met you on LinkedIn, I asked you the question of one of your favorite books and maybe you said that because I added it to my wish list. Okay, good. Yeah. Yes. That's a okay. really good one. You might be where I heard that. Yeah. Yeah. And it has a nice intro to quantum physics, which okay. maybe a lot of people aren't nice. so exposed to. Yeah. yeah. But that one's a really good one. And that's one that I read like every six months or so, because it's such a good refresher to have in your brain, but you get something different out of it every time. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. And then I would say the other one, cause like you said, I could list like 10, yeah. but mind to matter by Dawson church is really a great book for a solid introduction to the power of the subconscious. Awesome. Thank you. I love these. I'll put these in the show notes for everybody too. Um, oh, okay. So can you share with listeners, what are the top three max potential habits that you believe got you where you are today? Yeah. And it's going to be kind of a, a little bit of a repeat to some of the things that I said. Makes sense. So the vision work process that I talked about between my husband and I, so we do a lot of the visions together because we're, we, we're, we work together, right. On a lot of business things we have probably done a hundred, hundred of those visions over the last, I would say six years. And it could be the smallest things to really, really big, cool things. And it's that same process where we build a lot of emotion into it. And then we're able to both see, are we feeling this? And along the way, like we might get a month into it and one person might start saying, it doesn't feel that great anymore. That's the magic of it, because then you know. And mm -hmm. what we do, which I didn't talk about, is we call it 30 second boom. So it's like twice a day, we have specific ones that we're kind of focusing on, and we'll celebrate. It's like you actually get into the emotion of it and celebrate and, and build it up, right? Feed it, and we'll nice. do that twice a day together. This is awesome. So for everyone listening, she was dancing, doing a dance. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. yeah. Because your, your brain, once you're having that moment, it's kind of like, Oh, they're doing it right. Like your brain yeah. isn't really sure. Is this real or future? Yeah. Or what? It's like sealing it in to the, sealing the system. Deal. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. that one, and then focus on feeling good and let feeling good be your gauge. And if you're not feeling good, don't freak out. Don't say, oh shit, you know, I feel terrible, but let that be your gauge because you got to know at your core, you're here to feel really good. Mm. And the third one, which I didn't talk about as much, but it's that third step. So vision align, allow inside of that allow piece is following your highest excitement. Mm. And the key with that is that your higher self communicates with you through your imagination and through excitement. So it's like, what, what is my higher self guiding me towards? The question is always, 
what excites me, what lights me up, your higher self's not going to lead you to a place of lack. It's not going to say, you know what, I want to get her excited about coaching and it's just going to be miserably just full of lack, right? Yeah. Because it's going to it's going to give you a good plan, right? Yeah. For, for living your life. So it's once you get to that clear place, people always say, okay, what's my next step? And it's follow your highest excitement. And the interesting thing about it is it might not always make complete logical sense. Like let's say your highest excitement, this is an example that actually happened to one of my clients. Highest excitement is, you know what? I had planned tonight to work on these things, but I really want to go to this new ice cream shop that opened. It doesn't make sense, but it's exciting. They went and they met their new business partner at the ice cream shop. <laughs> I love this. Okay. I love, 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 love that you're saying this. Cause I do this all the time. Like I'll, I have a block plan and some yeah. of it's meetings that obviously I'm not going to not show up for yeah, obligations. And, great. Right. But then there's these times where I have openness in my schedule and I'll be yeah. like, what excites me now? What brings me joy right now? And I do that. And it always leads to awesomeness. Yeah. You know, and, and what you're really talking about is what we, you know, what, what I put in the Facebook uh, live was like, we're talking about raising your vibe. You yeah. So like all of these habits that you're talking about are vibe raisers. Right? Yeah. It's just like, I'm going to raise my vibe to get aligned so that I can have freedom because then the path is shown to me and everything flows in this awesome state that you're talking about in the art and science of alignment. Yes. So like, oh, so, good. so, so, so good. <laughs> you dropped so many gems of wisdom there. Thank you so much. Where can people find you? Because I'm certain they're going to want to. My website's elizabethpain.com. That's easy. And I am active on LinkedIn, Elizabeth Payne on LinkedIn. And if you're on the gram on Instagram, I don't know how many people are on there. It's the Elizabeth Payne. That'd be nice. official. Yeah. Okay. Elizabeth Payne was taken. So I was like, I'm going to just add the V yeah, on there. Nice. I like it. And it's Payne, P-A-Y-N-E, correct? Yes. Okay. Just so everyone knows uh, that'll be in the show notes, of course. But if you're, you know, sometimes when I'm listening, I don't go to the show notes. I'm just like, what is it? How do I spell it? <laughs> so Elizabeth yeah. Payne, P-A-Y-N-E.com. Yes. And all this will be in the show notes. And really, it's been an awesome conversation. I'm certain that we're going to meet each other at a Joe Dispenza event at some point. In the yes. <laughs> Thank you for your time, your, your wisdom and your energy. It was so much fun, Amanda. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. All right, everyone. I know you got a lot of gems of wisdom out of that. Make sure you go back and rewind to certain spots where you want to write down. I mean, there were so many good questions in there, so many strategies, tips, tools. I mean, wow. I'm like, my brain is abuzz with awesomeness right now. So I'm sure yours is too. Thank you so much, everyone, for being here. I hope that you have an incredible max potential week where you thrive and feel alive because you're aligned and you're manifesting awesomeness by shining your light in the world and not being afraid to let yourself love what you do and do what you love. All right. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Max Potential Habits podcast. If you're liking what you've heard, it would be so incredibly awesome if you would subscribe to the channel and leave a five-star rating and a written review. This helps me help more people while we grow our NFA community so we can rock it out together. 
For Max Potential Habits resources, go to nfacoaching.com where you can access all of my resources. There's free ebooks, PDF checklists, a journal template, a business mindset meditation kit, and so much more. Plus, links to NFA Coaching on Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn, and Facebook. And if you're super serious about up-leveling, there's also a link to schedule a free consult to work with me in group or one-on-one coaching. Until next time, I hope you have a Max Potential Habits Day where you get inspired to do whatever it takes to transform into the most empowered version of yourself so you can lead a rich, thriving, kick-ass life and business.